with the professor the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips i am your host professor sides from a very weird and different and new location uh you know little, little fun baseball backdrop here you know if you can't tell over if, if you're asking the question do i have enough astros flags the answer is no i, I I guess. Um, but anyway, I have built mathematical models that I call sideline in order to predict various sports outcomes. You're more about my baseball model through the course of this episode. It's cover five major league baseball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Get you here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pigstheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. If you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. The link's in the show description. Maybe if you're not there, I'm still thrilled that you're here. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game that does not try to forecast it to a tease. That'd be a literal impossible goal. We take a long-term view on here. We don't get distracted when you pick two dogs in the afternoon slate and one crushes and one gets crushed. And you know what? We turn a profit if you bet the both games because they're both plus odds. I don't really care how much a team loses by when, when they lose by 10 or lose by one. I'd personally rather have them lose by 10. It's a weird afternoon in baseball and a handful of blowouts. If you had all the picks that the model recommended, you were on the right side of more than the wrong side. And that's what I'm always saying. That's just going to balance out in the long run. But if you're trying to talk about one game, that's the quickest way, uh, you know, to, to, to completely miss the point, to completely lose, you know, lose all your money if you're focused on one game. Um, like I always say, you know, it does balance out in the long run. We're taking a big picture view on being on the right side more than the wrong side. We're going to miss a lot of picks. We're going to get a lot more than we miss right. The idea, as I'm always saying, good and bad variants will occur. And, and we saw it on Monday just in the two-day games, one good variance, one bad variance. Neither one of those predictable with the way they played out. And as much as I'd like to say we profit each and every day, that's an impossible reality for any gambler. Thankfully, for Monday, I'm recording this a lot later than usual because of the move. Uh, the Mariners right now are tied 2-2. Two to two. If they win, the show picks will be profitable. And I'm not really sure the overall picks could be negative given how good the day is for all picks. Remember, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. The baseball season's always good to us, it seems like, starting off that way. Again, uh, so a lot of good things happening. Before we get to today's slate, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any of the college basketball and beer college football content that this channel provides. Remember, the Acre Money plays are set to return four units. That is the risk plus win amount equals four. That way, we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. Again, I mentioned this yesterday; we've been really heavy on favorites this year. Very surprising. Again, I have a theory about that. Um, I think some of the bad teams are just really bad this year and the books haven't caught up. We'll have swings for playing a lot more underdogs. Uh, I remember last year, I think we had a, game, a day with 15 games on a Sunday and I'm pretty sure we took like 14 dogs. <laughs> We're like eight and seven and turned a huge profit because all the plus odds that we have. So it, it's going to go all over the place. But again, this is the way I like to scale it. You can kind of do whatever you want. This way it takes out the guesswork of half a unit, three quarters of a unit, whatever. Just always scales out proportionally. I have B grade 
plays returning three units and C grade plays returning two units. And if you're with us over on Dub Club, I have those A plus plays of the day to return five units. So those are the you know highest confidence picks in the long run. And I was thinking about this today, just a, a reminder. I want to really hammer this point home. And some of you, I want to make sure you don't miss the point. When you take an elementary statistics course, I'm, I'm teaching one right now. I teach one every semester. I always emphasize the concept of a confidence interval hypothesis, whatever statistical procedure that we're after. If you're talking about traditional statistics and not Bayesian statistics, it's a whole other deeper discussion that most of you would get lost in. That's okay. That's not, that's fine. But traditional statistics, we talk about being confident in the process, not confident in our sample. And that's a distinction in statistics that, again, from the Bayesian standpoint, flips without going deep in the weeds. The main thing I want to get across is I always tell students that the underlying theory is that we are confident in the process, that if we were to do the process a bunch of times, it works more times than it doesn't. I'm not confident about one sample that we get when we're analyzing data. And similarly, we're predicting one game. I'm not confident in one game. I'm confident in the process. That's why I always recommend betting as many games as you're comfortable betting. If you like all of them, I'm playing all of them, play all of them. If you want to play only 10 of them, play only 10 of them, only five. Put the biggest number you can play because the confidence that I have in this model is in the process and it's the long run. It's the large sample aspect of it. It is not about one game. We're going to talk about five games. I have no idea how these individual games are going to play out, but I have confidence in the long run that we're going to be right more than we're wrong. So in that, that is the key point. It's confidence in the process and the individual no one in time especially in sports like baseball it's not friendly for me on that let's get to it but as always take what you like and leave the rest going to skip the afternoon game again if you want picks on that sign up on dub club going to the 7 40 p.m eastern mets and the brewers mets one of those teams i was talking about just completely let us down here uh on on monday afternoon now tuesday night we're gonna back him again minus 155 the key reason we're gonna back them here and the same reason we backed them uh, or earlier this year, I believe it was on opening day, is getting Max Scherzer at a price like this. I just, I don't quite understand it. I, I think, um, I, I don't see it happening very often. I want to take advantage of it now. He's still one of the better pitchers in baseball. He's much better than Wade Miley. Uh, you know, Wade Miley can eat some innings for you. He's kind of decent at best and not good at worst. Uh, but, but, you know, best case Wade Miley for the most parts, league average. Max Hersher, again, one of the better pitchers in baseball, can give you a lot of innings. This Mets bullpen, you know, still decent enough, even though, of course, they don't have Diaz for the year. Their offense is still better than the Brewers' offense. I know that was one game, but that one game doesn't tell us a lot. You can point to any sport, one game or one small sample size, right? Anyway, you talk about football, right? One game in baseball is equivalent to one quarter in football. There's weird results in one quarter of football time. I'm not buying that this Brewers' offense is that good. I still think they're very inconsistent. We talked about a lot last year. The Brewers, when they hit the long ball, they can be rolling, but when they weren't last year, they were really struggling. So you just never know. They've, they've always kind of had this with this core group of guys, this hot and cold, you know, situation. This Mets offense is still better, and they've got a massively better starting pitcher, Max Scherzer. So I like this play here at minus 155 models. So this should be minus 160. So as long as you're 150 something, it gets that B grade. Price not good enough for an A grade, but it's still worthy of an investment in my opinion simply because i like picking out these spots here where i, I just say i don't think we're going to get this sort of value i know the model tends to fade the best pitchers because they tend to be overpriced so anytime the model's even even leaning towards or, or liking or whatever one of these top pitchers i really like to jump all over it because 
that's just not the case usually. So I think backing shares are here at this price. Pretty good. Model to total should be 8.4. Actual total is 8. So model would lean over. Roof should be closed there in Milwaukee. That takes us to another team that let us down here. Kind of in one way, you know, I had the Blue Jays. I was wrong. Jake was going to talk about the over, and I made the comment the over was a really strong play. We're going to talk about the Blue Jays here again today. And another situation where I think the over just is too good to pass up. The model projects a total in this game of 11.2. It's almost like we're into the summertime. We're going to have winds blowing out to left center field around 20 miles an hour all game long, gusting up towards 25, 30 miles an hour at the start. And even by the end of the game still blowing out pretty hard 85 degrees at first pitch it's it's more like like a may or a june day uh than and you know than an early april one um but these strong winds should really help get us a lot of offense and neither one of these pitchers is good at all either both of them are mostly pretty bad kikuchi for the blue jays bubich for the royals a pair of lefties that the model doesn't like whatsoever so the big difference in this one of course is that once kikuchi's out which will probably be quick to be honest especially if it's anything like last year the blue jays bullpen on average better than the royals and the blue jays offense still better than the royals again another situation where I know exactly what happened here on Monday, but Monday's results aren't predictive whatsoever of Tuesday's results in a sport like baseball, especially with the starting pitcher change and just so many, you know, ups and downs with regards to the sport of baseball. So I'm not buying into anything happening on Monday affecting Tuesday. I think the Blues are still a solid play here at minus 155. Giving it A grade. Models so should be Blue Jays minus 199. They win about two thirds of the time. And so 155 is a pretty good number on the Jays. And again, just like yesterday, I do like the over. So another situation where the Blue Jays team total over might be a good play. Moving on from that one now, we are to the Astros and Tigers. Astros still knotted up as of the recording of this 5-5 five to five in the bottom of the night, so they're going to have to try to pull one out. Massive favorites on Monday night and a nail-biter. Massive favorites here again on Tuesday. I love this play here. It's a really steep price. A couple different ways to play this. Of course, you can always play the run line, but last year's Astros team was not very profitable on the run line despite being profitable on the money line. So it's another situation where, look, I just don't like to overcomplicate. I personally don't play run lines if you want to play run lines of course in general for the most part if it's a good play on the money line it's a good play on the run line and vice versa there's very few cases where that's not true but again i just would rather scale the wager a little bit here and just say you know i'm not i'm not flat betting it i'm adding up to the four three two that sort of thing so it kind of opens up the possibility of playing some of these bigger favorites and to me the bottom line is there's still value on this value is value there could be value at minus 280 there can be value at plus 280 it doesn't really matter to me. This Tigers team just isn't very good. And of course you've got one of the best pitchers in baseball and Fromber Valdez for the Astros against the guy in Matt Manning, who's worse than league average on Monday night. They at least were throwing Matthew Boyd, who coming off of injury did not really know what to expect from him, but there was time when he was really good. Uh, that, really hasn't been said much about a guy like Matt Manning. So Astros massively better off. It's massively better bullpen from at home. Model says it should be Astros minus 360. And this was what I was talking about. We're playing a bunch of big favorites and it kind of surprises me, but the model is looking at the talent on these teams and really looking at a team like the Tigers and saying, it's almost like they've already tanked. It's already into August. They've already gotten rid of all their good players. They just don't have a lot of talent left. So the model's kind of treating this like an August game with regards to that spread. Whereas the sports books are kind of treating it more as 
what historically has happened, which has been all the teams are kind of trying at the start and then trade off their players. And I'm just not sure that's the case with this Tigers team. They just aren't very, very good. Their offense, you know, isn't terrible. Their bullpen isn't terrible, but it's just they don't really have a lot of anything. And the Astros team, of course, is one of the better teams in baseball. So Astros should win this around three quarters of the time, making minus 280, even though it's steep, a profitable investment. And again, as a reminder for those of you who might not have been with us for very long and you say, okay, this guy's coming out here picking a minus 280 or whatever. We're going to take dogs. We're going to take favorites in the bottom line. It doesn't matter what the price is. It's about the profits. If you've been with us for the last month of college basketball, we were playing money lines there. And so far in baseball, it's profitable. So it's not as simple as just playing all the big favorites. We're specifically picking the big favorites that have an edge that are actually going to win at a higher clip than what the odds imply. This Astros team would qualify again in this situation. The weather will be really nice at Minute Maid Park. So there's a decent chance the roof is open in this one. Not really sure it's going to do much for the total. Could be a windy night, but in that park with the way the wind comes in, it kind of gets swirling around when the roof opens up. So not really sure what that's going to do for us. Model thinks seven and a half is a little bit low. If I was going to play a total in this one though, and you're seeing that total projection of 8.6, the model gives out, I would be playing the Astros team total over. I think they could put up a bunch of runs. I'm not really sure I'd take the overall game total because this is, could be a game where the Astros win something like six to one wouldn't shock me whatsoever. So I don't think I let game over, but I would play the Astros team total over if that's the sort of thing that you're interested in. Game late games here on Tuesday. Going to talk about the Guardians at the A's, another bigger favorite here. Only a C grade on the Guardians at minus 205. It's a pretty steep price, so it's not as one I want to be as invested in as the Astros. But this is kind of a carbon copy of what we talked about with the Mets. Shane Bieber going for the Guardians, and he's just not a guy that we're able to back very often because he's usually just overpriced. I don't think he's overpriced in this one. And again, I know what's happening here. Um, you know, on Monday right now, it's 6-5 to five A, so a ton of runs in that park, which is always really surprising but that's not what we expect in general again one game doesn't predict a lot and it's kind of the theme here that you're gonna hear me talking about today i've already talked about it a lot is you know something happening on one day doesn't really tell us a lot about the next day it's gonna be a key point that we hammer home over the rest of the season i think this is gonna be a lower scoring game i think a guy like uh bieber is exactly who you want to back in that situation jp sears is a pretty solid pitcher for the a's and the model has him at exactly league average being a young guy I think the model is about as high on him as possible. And so the fact that the model thinks there might still be a slight edge or a slight lean towards the guardians, it tells me, I think there's probably a little bit bigger of an edge than the model realizes simply because I'm just would be surprised if the sportsbook models had Sears rated higher than I've got him, because I feel like I'm pretty high or I feel like the model is pretty high on Sears already. Most rookies will give more of a rating of a one Oh five to a one ten. Uh, and it's got him at a 99, again, 100 league average, and the lower you get, the better. So I'm already pretty high on Sears, and the model leans Guardians. So again, I think there's a little bit bigger of an edge. Your model also should be Guardians minus 199. So again, low 200s, I think it's okay to be a little bit invested. That's my recommendation here. I think it's worth a stab. I also like the under in this one. The total I'm seeing is 6.5. Don't really want to go under 6.5, but there's some sevens out there. Really like the under seven. Model projects 5.9. As usual in Oakland, a breeze will be blowing out, but it'll be a really chilly night and again a ton of runs on monday i don't think there's anything to they've used up all the runs i don't think there's anything to they'll keep scoring the next night it's completely independent i do not care one way at all what happens on monday affecting tuesday i just think both these pitchers are good enough scardians 
offense can be very meh. I think Bieber can hold down a pretty bad A's lineup. And I think we see a much more normal game between what are two low-scoring teams in general. Don't let Monday fool you. Under seven is a pretty strong investment. This one, again, like a little bit of action here on the Guardians, as long as your price is close to minus 200, not too high into the minus 200s. If you get something in the 220s, that's where it's just a complete pass. I don't think there's any value worth investing in it at that point. 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, Rockies at the Dodgers. Getting back to Dodgers. We're back to Dodgers every game of the season. I think every game with an A grade. This one's only a B grade. Julio Urias and Herman Marquez, two pitchers who are pretty solid. Looked okay their first times out. Difference is, of course, Urias, I just think, is a lot better than Marquez. Marquez is better than average. But I think Julio Urias is, um, you know, obviously a pretty good pitcher. I don't think he's quite as good as that record was last year. I think he got a little bit too much hype last year, but he's still a really good pitcher. Uh, we can dis- differentiate between, I think the guy's a little bit overrated, which I think Julio Urias was a little overrated last year, and I still think he's really good. You know, Still a really good pitcher, still the better pitcher. Obviously, the Dodgers better off. It's better relievers, everything. We've been on the Dodgers a lot this year. This one's only a B grade, not the A grade that we typically have. The model still says it should be Dodgers minus 290. So minus 245, still a pretty strong investment here on the Dodgers. Minus 250, minus 260. And these are pretty good. Just need to get into the lower twos really before it would become an A grade. And as I mentioned, both these pitchers are pretty good. Under, I think, makes a lot of sense as well. Total, I'm seeing 7.5. Model says 6.8. And interestingly enough, talk about Oakland and L.A. Both typically have winds blowing out. Here for Tuesday night, the wind's going to be blowing across at about 10 miles an hour. So usually a wind blowing out, wind blowing across now actually makes the total project a little bit lower because the park factor builds in a little bit of a breeze blowing out, what we typically see here. So without that, I think it's going to be harder to score runs than usual. It's going to be a chilly night in LA. We're talking about low 50s, just like we were talking in Oakland, of course, is, you know, you're shocked it's chilly in Oakland in April, right? for a night game uh but again cold temperature i really like this under angle with the wind blowing across we just rarely see that in la it's usually blowing out so i think it's going to make these two pitchers that are already pretty solid have a little better of a time dodgers should win this one i think they win something in the range of four to two or something like that so dodgers a pretty solid investment b grade worth a little bit of money maybe not quite as strong as an investment as i'd be making in the astros but definitely worth a play and again i like the under as well that's all i've got for you here thanks for tuning this episode of picture the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel drop right into your feed be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting tips but until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money